What up? What up? What up, everyone? Welcome to episode 49 of Combo's Court, and I am Combo. Go grab yourself some body armor. Combo Nation, we are out here. Today's show, NBA skills trainer Andrew Moran joins in to talk skill development, rest and recovery, D-Wade's effect on Miami basketball, plus so much more. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe right on your Apple Podcast app. Do that for me right now, man. Right now, even before you listen to this episode, do that for me. It would be greatly appreciated. You can follow Andrew on IG at Miami Hoop School. That's M-I-A-M-I-H-O-O-P-S-C-H-O-O-L. You know you can follow me on Instagram at 1-2-Combo. That's O-N-E-T-W-O-C-O-M-B-O. Shout out to the Spotify community. We see you. Intro music by Luca Beats. Let's get into it. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I wanted to start with this, man. You know, you train in the Miami area. A lot of guys, a lot of NBA guys, a lot of overseas guys, uh, they're in the Miami area for partying, you know? I mean, that's a big reason. That's a big part of it. Can you speak to that dynamic of, while it, it gives you access to top-level guys, but it also could hurt players' games. Can you speak to that whole Miami d- dynamic? Uh, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, so... Yeah, you know, Miami has its its nightlife and it's uh it could certainly be attractive and, and be a distraction at the same time, you know, with South Beach and downtown Wynwood and the Brickell areas where the nightlife is, is popular and also the beach, you know, close by. Um at least with the guys that I have experience with. Um you know, Tim Hardo I work with uh Junior I work with a lot. He's from Miami, so that's not too much of a distraction for him. We usually are, we, we do pretty good. Um, again, with most of the guys, it hasn't been a big, big issue. You know, if they are planning to go out, you know, we usually schedule a workout a little bit later in the day so that, you know, maybe they're a little more fresh. So with my experience um, so far, it hasn't been too bad. Usually they're coming here. Um, some of them work out with me and then they they get their strength stuff in with some some guys down here so they're pretty focused i think and at the same time you know they try to enjoy themselves yeah so you speak you know you speak you just mentioned strength training and of course you got to play your sport as well can you speak to that balance a player should have of all three i know it's individual basis i mean yeah definitely they need to be preparing their bodies for their for that long season you know that's not my area of expertise but Obviously, that's a really important aspect to the game uh, for them to maintain their body. They got a long season. You know, they're traveling a lot. So, you know, there's there's a couple different places down here that seems that uh, a lot of the NBA guys like to, to go to. Um, so, you know, they can get their – usually get their strength stuff in um, before – they come to me in that day. So they, they try to get in the whatever it is they're doing that day. And then they, and then we get our skill work in afterwards. And 
as far as playing as well, um, I think it's important. Usually in the beginning of the off season, I, I don't think we need right. to play a whole lot, you know. But towards the end, towards the end of the summer, you know, they should start to get on the court and run up and down to start to get their body back into that. You've worked with some of the top high school players. What do you think separates those guys from the rest of the high school guys? Um, well, I think what separates them is those guys. They don't just work out with a trainer. I mean, they, right. you know, they they work they work out on their own. They figure it out. They figure out how to do it, uh, even if they're alone. You know, um, yes, they come and 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 they they like to work out with trainers like me and other guys here in town and even around the country. But I think what separates them is they figure out how to get that same work in if they're going to the gym by themselves. And they learn to organize it, you know. You you're you're doing skill work, but then you also have to have you also have you have your work where you're just repping out or you're right. just putting up shots, you know. And in in today's game you really gotta be able to knock down shots. So that's an aspect sometimes that gets neglected a little bit because, you know, they focus a lot on skill work, which skill work is very important. Uh, and when I say skill work, I mean like specific detailed stuff, but being able to get just getting in the gym and getting shots up, repetition on your shot, feeling comfortable. Um, I, I think that's that might be, you know, being able to knock down shots, is a pretty important aspect. Right. Skill, skill development. You do such a great job at that. We talked about um, athletic development, which other people, uh, they, they might go to other people before you or after you. Um, could obviously improve your skill level. You could obviously improve your athleticism. It's proven. Things like mm-hmm. motor, feel for the game, heart. Do you think these things could be improved or it's just something that one is just born with? Um, you know, I think some guys, you know, you know, you always see those guys that step on the court and their their motors turn. Right. You don't even have to ask them. It's already all the way up. But I do think that you can certainly uh, – some kids learn by watching. So if they see a player or if they even see the coach kind of, you know, mimicking what it looks like to, to have that same energy and to be, to bring that high motor on the court, I think that they they can, they can start to, to build into that. Um, But certainly I think some guys kind of have that natural motor where they're just high energy all the time. But I do, I do think it is possible certainly to, work your way into that, even if it doesn't come so natural or normal for you. So, yeah, I think you can work on it, man. Definitely you can turn it up. And and now I think it's obviously for those guys, they need to prepare themselves mentally for it. You know, some guys that just jump on the court and it just happens. Other guys, maybe they need to prepare. I'm going to come out with this type of energy. This is where I'm going to focus it. Uh, you know, obviously you're a guy who could make a player's game better, their skill level higher. But do do you feel like your the services you offer is more than that, or it's just taking this youth player and making him a better player? No, I think okay. it's a I think it's a lot more than that. Obviously, right. what we do is basketball. Um, but as you train some of these kids for long periods of time, you create a relationship with them, and you know you may, you also become um, maybe a big mentor or someone they look up to in their life. So not all of them are going to uh play professional and not all of them are going to play at a super high level and i think just teaching them the work ethic of you know some kids come and they just want to be the best high school player they can be they don't necessarily have aspirations to play in college or 
the NBA. So I think instilling the work ethic, instilling the the preparation uh, for your workouts, um, and those things, you know, help them out later in life and whatever it is that they do. You know, I always talk to the kids about, you know, working hard, in, in not just in basketball, but in, in every aspect of life, whether it's in your schoolwork or later on in life when you have your job or just helping out at home with your parents. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think it's, it, it's a lot more than just training. It's mentorship. It's helping some of these kids uh, to grow up and, and, and be, you know, solid adults uh, uh, in whatever right. it is that they do. I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, I wanted to speak on rest a little bit. You know, during my career, I noticed if I took, obviously hard, hard work is everything. But when I took the gas off a little bit off the pedal before a game, I felt a lot more fresh while I was playing. Can you speak to rest and how many days, a good amount of days to rest? Should, we, should the kids be working out every day? Should they take one day off? Should they take two days off? After a season, should they take two weeks off? Like, can you speak to all this and, and your just thoughts on rest in general? You know, that's a great question because, you know, high school seasons here are coming to an end. Um, you know, you know, we're in the playoffs, so obviously every other night someone's losing and some kids want to jump back into the workout. And I do believe there needs to be a rest. Do I know a specific time or how long? Right. Uh, I'm trying to figure that out myself. Um, but I also have some kids that train all the time. And I do have to tell, you know, I do have to force them to take time off. Uh, do I know an exact number? No, <laughs> I, I, I don't have that. But uh, definitely, definitely taking time off. And I, I mean, two weeks is fine after a season, you know, right. at least, you know what I mean? Um it's not just resting your body. I think you, you get a time to like rest your mind. You know, we're in this, we are in this world of train, mm-hmm. train, train, you know? Um, and we push the kids to train hard and train a lot, but yeah, you definitely have to find time to rest. And I, I think, a, I, I think taking a day off for the week or at least two days out of that week, they're not like rigorous workouts. Maybe they're just Active days recovery. where you just kind of, Right. Or you're just, you're taking some right. shots, you're putting up shots. You're not necessarily running around. It could be just nice rhythm shots and you're not doing a lot of movement, but you, you, you still stay in that little bit of rhythm of working out, maybe putting hard contact right. on your body. I think, I think at the pro level, players start to understand their body so well that it's kind of like a case by case basis. They just know when to take their, take the gas, bring it back a little bit. We see all these great European oh. players like uh, Luka Doncic, um, joke itch. we're at a point where the Europeans might get it a little better than us in terms of skill development in this way at the college of, I feel like we do it a little too much with the conditioning um, and, and, and not enough skill development on a case by case basis as somebody like yourself could provide for a college. Do you feel that colleges need to hire a skill development trainer? Um, definitely need to have someone on staff that's right. knowledgeable in the area. Does it mean to, do they need to specifically seek out? I mean, it would be nice. I mean, I think we have obviously this training thing yeah. is kind of new. I would say, I would say twelve years, maybe fifteen at the most, where people are actually right. doing it right. as a career, you know. But in in terms of comparing Europe to uh, to the U.S., right? So I've had the opportunity to travel right. a lot and do camps in Europe, in South America, and. You know, when you're in college here, I think the coach will limit it for time. And they have a lot of um, right. pressure to win. 
Um, so they're doing whatever they think is going to ha- allow them to win right now. Whereas the system in other, in other countries right. is they're part of a club and they're, they grow up in that club. Um, obviously certain clubs are better than others and certain clubs do skill development better than others. But I think, um, they have a little more time allotted for that because they're, they're, they're not limited. They don't have NCAA rules of how many hours you can practice or, you know, work out. The coaches can't even work out with their players a whole lot during the off season, which I think is a little bit ridiculous, but I don't know all the rules, but I've, you know, I've heard you got like an hour limit or a certain time. So they're trying to get their, they're trying to start already focusing yeah. on team stuff, you know? So yeah, does, does there need to be a change for sure? Um, obviously we're seeing a lot of things going on right now with the whole college system. Uh, so we'll see that may change. I think change is coming. What, what it's going to look like. I don't know. And how long will it take? We'll, we'll see. But I think, um, uh, for sure, someone on staff needs to be well-versed in skill development. It's hard to compare. Again, it's hard to compare to overseas because right. the system is so different. We, uh, we have to go to class and this and that, whereas I would say most of them aren't. I'm not saying they don't go to school. But there's more time for, to work on your game. You know, kids in regular high school. I mean, you go to you got to go to school for you know seven hours out of the day, six six to seven hours, and and then you you know there's not a whole lot of time yeah. left after that. You know, you know. Again, uh, I think there's change coming, um, but yeah, definitely need to implement more skill development. But also, as I've been a trainer and and learned myself, uh, kids need to learn to implement skill development in the, in their, in the rhythm of their team or in the system of the, whatever 100%. their team is, is doing, you know, because systems will break down, but they need to know, they need to learn their spots and, you know, everyone wants to score and, and do all that, but you still have to be part of a team and team's going to have a structure and team's going right. to have a system, whether you like it or not. So either you can fight against the system or you can learn how to use that system to benefit your game, you know? And yes, sometimes obviously we see transfers and sometimes right. that may be necessary, but I think there's so too many transfers. Yeah, you know? No, a hundred percent. You don't even know who's playing where anymore. <laughs> right. But on the same token, I, I, I think sometimes, you know, certain places, you know, it may not be oh, the yeah. place for you, you know? Um, and maybe there does need to be a change. We see that in, in the NBA as well. A guy may be a part of a team and he's playing very well, but sometimes they make a, a you know, after, you know, eight year period with one team and they make a change, you can see the difference. It's like a little refreshing, you know, a different system, a different outlook. Most improved player award is just really the, is sometimes, I mean, the guy probably did get better, but it's sometimes you just got in a better situation. Correct. And I mean, I'm sure, you know, you played uh, basketball and there's a lot of guys that out there that can probably play in the NBA, but they just haven't been in the right opportunity. And that's just, that's just part of it. That's part of the, we have so much talent in America. It's great. You know, the, the TBT tournament did a great thing showing some of that talent, but I wish there was, I wish there was a year long thing like that for all these talented guys we have here. 
And I, again, I, I don't know if you, you know, on Instagram, you see obviously a lot of, there's n- new things popping up here and there and we'll see how long they last. And obviously it's going to be consistency and, um, for those, those other things to last. But I, I think it's possible, um, that these other smaller leagues, I just saw, um, okay. David West, David West. So he's starting a college league where players can, can, uh, be right. Seems to have quite a bit of funding. So we'll see where that goes. I, I, I right. I, LeVar Ball tried it. Yeah. I, I don't know if yeah. it's, if it's going to be successful, but one of them will, you know, whoever comes yeah. and is the most organized and the most consistent and persistent with it. Um, I think, I think we'll have something, you know? So, yeah, to your point, also three on three is getting bigger. Maybe there'll be a big time professional league. I mean, big three is huge, but even for the younger guys, there'll be a big time three on three league one day. We're going to see it in the Olympics. So maybe that could be something as well, which would be really cool. Yeah, for sure. That FIBA three on three is real popular outside the U.S. Man, that game is that game is great, man. I played in one tournament three on three, like how fast it is and how it's, it's just an amazing sport. It's like its own sport. Yeah, for sure. We, you know, there's a nice tournament here in Miami um, that it's, you know, everyone plays in it. They got a high level division and then a lower level. And, you know, they have a nice prize. If you win, you get to stay at a hard rock hotel. And that's cool. In Dominican Republic or or Mexico. And then you also win a TV. So it's nice, man. It, it, it They're definitely fun to play in, especially with prizes like that, you know. Oh, most so. definitely. Most hopefully one day it'll be a year long thing. I wanted to, yeah. uh, I wanted to take it to the NBA real quick. I don't know if you had the opportunity to work with Russell Westbrook, but, but um, if you do one day, or if you already do, I don't know. What would you like? It's crazy how somebody who was such a great free throw shooter just declines like this at this point of his career. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to work with Russell, what would you do with him if you got him in the gym? Um, you know, I would just. I, I mean, I'd love for him to to just continue to increase his shooting percentage, and obviously, his uh, free throw. You said his free throw percentage has declined. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I think that has a, that's a mental game. Maybe he, you know, he went into a slump, and it's kind of bothering him a little bit. I don't know. I don't know him personally. Right. But I, w- I would just continue to focus on his his shooting percentage because obviously he's an incredible athlete. Right. And some and and some of the athleticism will begin to decline, but I think as as you improve your shot, that helps you to extend your career. Um, so my main focus would be just on his shot and him picking his spots. And I, I think he plays so fast, and I think maybe every once in a while if he he can he can slow down a bit. That <laughs> might that might help him, you know. But again, yeah. what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? He's 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 pretty incredible, you know. But I would just, as I see guys, and he's his skill level is really high, you know. Yeah. I would just just try to find ways to continually improve his his shooting percentage from three and anywhere on the court, uh, base mainly, you know. Yeah. So before we get out of here, I wanted to take this to this. Um, You've done you've done such a good job in skill development. You built something really great in Miami. Where do you see all this going, man? Um, well, you know, I, you know the the whole NBA training, man, with me is just the last the last about three years where it kind of blew up. You know, right? Um, my main focus is with the kids. That's where I started. You know, I started in a friend's backyard, and then 
eventually was able to get into a high school gym and then eventually got my own little spot. That's very um, dope. Very dope. Um, which I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, but the one with like the artwork on the wall and I stuff have. like that. I have. So, you know, my, at least for Miami, you know, we don't have a, well, it's a lot stronger now, but we have more of a uh, football culture than a basketball, basketball one here. And I think with Dwayne Wade, he's, man, really elevated the level of basketball that we have here in Miami and definitely have changed the culture. And then obviously LeBron came and we, we won more championships there, but man, Dwayne Wade, I think has done an excellent job of, you know, changing the culture here to, to, to love basketball a little more. And that's, that's the main goal. You know, we got a bunch of trainers in, here in town that, that are, are trying to do the same thing. And I, and I think we got pretty good relationships and, Hopefully, if we can, because not one person is going to do it, you know. I think right. with a bunch of uh, a bunch of the trainers that we have here, we can eventually really. I think we got a lot of talent. We got a lot of athleticism that usually goes to football, and hopefully, we can steal some of those guys and really have uh, a lot of high level players come come out of Miami as well. But man, the main thing uh, I would love to be able to have, you know, a couple different locations where kids can you know get some training uh near them and easily access instead of maybe having feel like they have to go a long way just because you know during our weekly schedules it gets tough like i told you kids are in school most of the day and then yeah they got to squeeze in everything after school so if i can have a couple of locations around town um and then also just continue to in, uh, increase. So as I travel around the world, I've enjoyed that and really learned, uh, learned more basketball from, from other coaches around the world and increase that growing that basketball culture. But man, it, it, it's really a blessing. I, I train basketball for a living. I'm able to support my family. So for me, that's, it's pretty amazing. I, I wasn't sure I was going to be able to do that, you know? So that's that's been an amazing thing for me. So just continue to grow. I have some teams also. Like I said, I, uh, I do a few teams. I do four four little travel teams for some players that are in the program and um, trying to build that up as well. So I think as I as I get a little older and my kids get older, I'll I'll move into also maybe coaching a little more in terms of teams and stuff as well. But also continuing on with the training. That sounds cool, man. I'm, I'm really happy for you. You get to travel the world, do what you love to do. That's awesome, man. You're always welcome back on the show if you ever want to talk about basketball, man. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, man. I appreciate you. I hear a lot of good things uh, from, about you, especially from Mike Dunn. So, Oh, my God, uh, Mike Dunn. <laughs> hey, you, yeah. know, you know what I really want to do, man? I don't know if you could do it or if I could do it or somebody could do it. We need to get Mike Dunn and Ben Simmons in the same gym. That's what we need to do. All right. We can, <laughs> we can certainly do that. I don't have a – you know. <laughs> I haven't I haven't come across his people or anything like that. Okay, <laughs> if we can, that that would be great. I mean, he's there in Philly. Exactly, so. that's what I'm saying. I think it's meant to be, man. That's just my thoughts. I don't know. That would be great, man. <laughs> I love Mike, man. We we talk pretty often. He's it's been fun to watch his growth, you know, uh, as just just training, but just to watch his growth on Instagram as well. It's pretty fun. So dope, man. So, yeah. yeah, Mike's a great guy, and it was great talking to you, man. Let's talk You soon. too, man. I appreciate you having me on. We'll anytime, talk again. Anytime. Later, Andrew. All right. Later. There it is. Episode 49. Hope you enjoyed the show. 
Big shouts to Andrew Moran for joining in. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, write on your Apple Podcast app. If you listen to this episode in its entirety, leave the word Combo Nation right in the comment section of your Apple Podcast app. Be on the lookout for episode 50. That's right, 50, man. 50. Combo out.